0: Welcome aboard the battleship Retention. I am Tyler Smith. I'm David Bax. And thank you for listening, David. Yes. How you doing? Uh
1: I'm um a little bit uh disappointed, feel a little bit betrayed. Oh. Uh, um as a I was hoping you wouldn't
0: find out, but okay. <laughs>
1: well, you know, you and I are um technically millennials. Or, or that I think the it's sometimes it's called technically millennials or geriatric millennials. Sure. But we d- You know what? That second one resonates yeah. more. <laughs> we technically fall into the millennial uh, generation. Yeah, And I, uh, we haven't talked about a movie journal yet because we haven't done a movie journal in like a month, um, almost. Uh, so I don't even know if you've seen this movie, but I loved Ridley Scott's The Last Duel.
0: Oh, okay. So imagine, I, I've not seen it yet. Okay. I saw the other Ridley Scott movie this year,
1: Oh, uh, which I have not seen yet, but we'll have seen by the time we do another movie. Journal.
0: Good. Cause I really <laughs> want to talk about it with you.
1: All right. Well, we'll talk about it on the next movie journal when that is. Yes. Uh, um, so imagine my betrayal when, uh, I, I, I find I out that see this, Ridley yes. Scott on Mark Maron's podcast, um, uh, blamed millennials for the last duels, uh, poor box office performance because of a short attention span. But here's the thing. The, oh, okay. okay. Cause I would, cause this actually gets to a bigger thing that I've heard. I, there was a tweet recently where someone before this even happened, someone referred to Ridley Scott as a, like lumped him in with like boomer directors this guy was born in the '30s. This guy is not a boomer. Words no. mean things. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And also, if you read the full transcript of what he said on Mark Maron's podcast, he's talking about what we now call like Gen Z or whatever. Right. Again, words mean things. You can't just say like everyone who's over a certain age that I don't like is a boomer, and then the old people say everyone under a certain age that I don't yeah. like is a millennial. Like there are the generations. We do this for a reason. Like yeah. we, we we lump these things together for a reason to sort of mark like uh, uh, epochal changes in yeah. in the way that uh, people are raised, the way people relate to, to the to the culture. There's a commonality between uh, these these things. So, um, wh- whether or not Ridley Scott is right that uh, Facebook and uh, um, other apps and TikTok. and TikTok, yeah, which he he probably said Facebook because he probably doesn't even know what TikTok is. Of course is. not, yeah. Um, and he's also that's another thing, like, um, uh, listeners who heard me and Scott uh, on the podcast last week, by the way, thank you, Scott. Um, yes, thank you, Scott. We talked about the idea the, 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 that the percentage of life thing as you get older, a short period of time feels shorter because it's a smaller, yes, and like, um. Maybe to Ridley Scott, like the term millennial is still new, even though it's been like over a decade. Yeah. But he's 80 something or whatever. How old is he? He's got to be. He's, he's got to be. Yeah. Well, I said he was born, he's born in 1937, so he'll be 90 in six years. So he's in his. OK, he's in his 80s. Uh, his
0: uh, early, early to mid 80s. Well, and also, I mean, uh, I didn't grow up hearing the term millennials applied to myself. I feel like it only is no. a term that I became aware of. Yeah. We, now don't get me wrong. Just cause I became aware of it recently no, doesn't mean it hasn't been. But,
1: and, and that's, but that's the thing. Like what we now call our friend, Emily Vanderwerf uh, wrote a whole thing about this. Mm. Like what we now call, Gen Z will it maybe it'll end up being being called Gen Z, but it might grow into its own name as they, as they come like become adults and stuff. And that's, that's what happened with millennials. Like we were, I remember being referred to as Gen Y because we were the generation Mm. after Gen X. Sure. Um, and, uh, um, yeah, I became millennials when I was like in my late twenties because I'm the oldest, uh, millennial. or right? you and I are essentially the oldest yeah. um i don 't know it's I usually see eighty two to ninety six but i 've also seen like eighty to ninety six so um it doesn 't yeah. really matter uh the the point of whether or not we 're millennials is isn't the point it's the idea of just lumping together everyone above
0: or under a certain age as this thing that i that i that i don 't like yeah and it's and it's tough because i'm sure for and I think you kind of, you mentioned this already. Um, this idea of not quite realizing that another generation has come along Yeah, and it it snuck up on me. Certainly once I was a teacher and I realized like, holy shit, like I'm teaching some people and and I'm not, I'm not trying to like look down on anybody, but it's more just like for a while I was like, Oh, I, 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 know some people for whom the internet was always a thing. And then I realized like, I'm teaching people now who were born well after nine oh, yeah, uh, 11. Yeah. and like they were, you know, I think back and it's like, Oh damn, you and I were born during the Reagan, Reagan administration. Yeah. I'm teaching people that were born in the Obama administration. Yeah. Cause again, I'm teaching uh, high school freshmen, some high school freshmen getting college credit. And like, that's nuts to me. Like yeah. I think of these milestones and of course, and then of course people that are older than us would say, Oh, they, they were born after the, you know, man walked on the moon and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. So I do recognize that everybody has that, but because of that, it's anytime there's this new crop, I, I say anytime, it's only been the once for me, yeah. but it's going to happen more. Anytime there's a new crop, it's like, cause yeah, I think I probably thought of millennials as, as people that are currently in their teens and twenties and like, Oh no, that's, I guess 96, they'd be 25 now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, so the be, youngest, millennials the are twenty five. Yeah. okay. Um, but do you feel yeah. like you have anything in common with a 25 year old right now? Uh, oh sure. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> right. Sorry. <laughs> I forgot who I was asking. Uh, yeah, I'm very young and hip. Um, <laughs> Uh I remember uh speaking of the percentage of life thing that, that Scott and I talked about last week, I remember in two thousand or I guess January two thousand one when George W. Bush was sworn in mm-hmm. that setting politics and and my preferences aside just the fact that bill clinton was not the president anymore was so weird to me yeah because he had been the president for as long as i had like spent any time thinking about who the president was yeah you know that that eight years from like nine to 17 is way more formative than the eight years
0: for me that obama was president sure you know yeah it's and and i also think in terms of like was I was watching an old episode of the Simpsons. I was watching a Halloween episode. I think it might've been. Oh yeah. So it was the, it was the 96 episode and it features Bill Clinton, and Bob Dole. Right, yeah. And I was like, right. yeah, I mean, politically or, or culturally, when is the last time anyone thought of Bob Dole? And then I realized like, oh yeah, there was a time when the word Dukakis meant something. Uh, right. And it's just right. crazy to think of, of that. And similarly, I'm sure people will think of like, john mccain uh so like the the, the also rans, i think at this point it's it's arguable whether al gore is vi- is relevant yeah you know i mean is. obviously like with the with the movie and all that i think that helped but i don't know i feel like even he's faded a little bit you know it's uh we got to get to the episode but
1: um so I, I actually think about bob dole quite a lot because i think about in 1996 how one of the like Marks against him in the campaigning was that he was so old. He he's still alive. <laughs> he's still around. And yeah, yeah like, but he would have been in his early seventies, yeah. then because he's almost a hundred
0: now. I yeah. think. Meanwhile, <laughs> the most recent election uh, was between two yep. old guys. Yeah, uh, very old guys. But um, yeah, I've yeah. got some.
1: Look, I got some thoughts about the way we can shake up this system. I think uh, people are, people aren't ready. <laughs> Oh, this, this <laughs> <is> a, little, <laughs> a little lethal i think uh no but uh before we, we move on to the tweaked com ad yes it's coming <laughs> calm down <laughs> be patient uh we got some new postcards um from uh P- from peter uh they're both from seattle a place where i have visited mm. uh one is from the timberline lodge in mount hood oregon okay the mm. postmark is seattle but uh the Timberline Lodge in Mount Hood, Oregon. Uh, oh, they're both from that. This one's got a Snow cat. yeah. What does a snow cat do?
0: I, uh, I mean, it travels easily over snow, but I'm sure it serves a, a function as far as maybe plowing or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it just doesn't look
1: like there's anything like a plow yeah. on it. I don't know. Anyway. uh, Okay. Peter says, my wife and I did a motorcycle ride around Mount Hood just outside Portland, Oregon where exterior shots in The Shining were filmed. During the trip, we saw No Time to Die and it got me thinking. Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah. uh, Of the oldest action movie trope, the concept of the henchman. Bond kills dozens of armed guards and there are... see, the stamp is over here. Uh, There... Something, something, something throughout the villain's lair. Why do singular bad guys always have such a large staff? Do they share his vision for taking over the world, holding humanity hostage? Are they in it just for the paycheck? Did they get fired from Walmart and couldn't get hired anywhere else? What are your thoughts on disposable, expendable supervillain supporting staff? You know, weirdly, I have a thought. Okay, go ahead. Which is I mean, this is going to sound like I'm just lifting the The Simpsons, like the Hank Scorpio thing, yeah. but I have a thought of the like. Oh, these people worked for a company mm-hmm. that got bought out by like a Jeff Bezos style, like sure, you know, multi billionaire uh, super villain, um, and uh, it, like the frog in the frying pan. Just one day, they look up and they realize that yeah. uh, I'm no longer doing data entry. Like, why do I have this weird uniform?
0: And, and maybe they've been paid in in like company stock. Okay. And so like, yeah. Oh boy, here we it's go. Script. Yeah. Boy, if you're Jeff Bezos and you're like, oh, I'm the richest man in the world and I'm bald. This is uh, real Lex Luthor territory here. And, uh, I need to make a choice yeah. about how I dress, how I present myself wear a toupee although i guess gene hagman wore a toupee and in, in the first Superman. that's true that's true but yeah. uh and then,
1: but no i feel like he's like going up to space and like, he's like leaning into the super that's, villain that's uh, true yeah, yeah
0: image. uh there's yeah and you know what it's it's one of my favorite moments it's it's a very shane black moment in iron man 3 did you see iron man no, 3 i never did there's a moment where you know uh iron man and um Uh, war machine are raiding like a compound and they're just you know decimate i don't think they're killing any of like the henchmen but they're taking good care of them and then there's one like essentially there's a room full of guys and iron man just like takes them all out except one who's got his gun and he just drops he goes you know what uh i forget exactly what he said he goes he's like you know what it's not it's not worth it (laughs) these guys are so weird and he just walks away (laughs) and it's like that like the phrasing of that is a very shame Black kind of thing but this idea of like after certain points like I don't think I'm going to win this one. I yeah. think uh I think it's not worth
1: this. Do you do you ever see the the deleted scenes from the first Austin Powers movie has that thing about like one of the henchmen who gets like run over with a steamroller or or, or whatever yes. and there's like his like family his wife and kids are like oh, yeah. throwing a surprise party for him and waiting for him to come home from work. <laughs> yeah.
0: And it's and like, and I think his best friend from work comes in and gives them the news. And, I and it's Rob Lowe, It's Rob right? Lowe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who would then show up in Austin Powers 2 as the young number two.
1: Is that right? Yeah. I, I've only seen Austin Powers 2 II and 3 once each because I didn't
0: really like yeah. them as much. But I saw the yeah. second one. I didn't even see the third one, but I saw the second one. I remember I remember it being Rob Lowe because he's doing a Robert Wagner impression and doing a pretty good one. Right.
1: Uh, well, let me tell you about like Okay. Finally, right? TweetDarney.com is where you really go for professional quality earbuds in a variety of stylish styles and colorful colors. They look great. They sound great. Uh, Tyler and I use them each and every day of our lives. And I listened to, uh, I know this feels like it's just a, a marketing thing more than anything else, but I listened to the soundtrack, not the score, the soundtrack to the upcoming Netflix film Bruised, Holly Berry's directorial debut. Mm. um and it is a soundtrack that is entirely female rappers and uh i really liked it All it right. was a lot of fun um do you think
0: that's going to be the most notable thing about it
1: <laughs> i think holly berry's directorial debut is the most notable thing about I suppose it so. Uh, um, yeah then no i i don't know it might be good but it seems like, i mean she's playing a a boxer i don't know I, I don't know what the story is i just know she's playing a boxer and that she directed it okay. and stars in it um But, uh, yeah, it it sounded good. Now, you uh, have—we'll get back to the ad in a second. I think—we've talked before. I think you have a policy that I respect, that I don't follow myself, when it comes to scores, that you don't like to listen to a movie's score— before you've seen the movie correct you want to hear it in the movie first so even though like yes was, we were talking about like to be heard the spencer the score is out now the power of the dog dog score is out right. i've been listening to them they're great but you are waiting till you've seen those movies yeah. to, to
0: to listen what about a soundtrack album though it's tough because i mean all those songs are are pre-existing um i don't know they if just, they are i mean
1: at least the, the cardi b song is a is definitely from the this. I don't know if the whole. I should look into this. It might have been a thing where they like commissioned all of okay. these songs from these female rappers. If that's the
0: case, I'd probably hold off. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, well, it sounded great on my tweakedaudio. dot com earbuds that are available. Uh, what did I say? Low low. They're available at a low low price at tweakedaudio. But if you use the offer code pretension at checkout, you get one third off that low low price and no shipping charges. So please go to tweakedaudio. and use the offer code pretension.
0: Get eighty percent off your impression kit when you use code Wondery at Byte.com. That's b y t e dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Tyler, yes, let's get into it, shall we? Let's do it. Uh, let's uh, let's let's give these slobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get off uh, my golf course! That's what I some, say. Uh, yeah, some <laughs> education. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's deign to uh, bestow some of our hard-earned uh, wisdom and uh, erudition on these
0: motherfuckers. Well, first off, as someone who has a master's degree okay. in cinema and media studies, I think maybe you... Sorry, shouldn't... Cinnamon
1: media studies? Oh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: would be so... Oh. I can't wait to go to class. I, I've gained so much weight. Um, so, uh, so here's... Here's okay. So we're talking about snobbishness and and the concept of of gatekeeping. Um, But not necessarily the two things together. Correct. I do want to discuss the the possible difference between the two of them, Uh, because I think there I think there is. Um, And here's where this came about. I'm going to tell you a dumb story that happened to me (laughs) this last week. Uh, And this is what started this as a possible topic. I was uh, so Jen and I have this uh, program uh, it's called Beach Body where you can like work out at home and uh, I, was, I stepped away from it for a while uh, and because I don't know it somehow for me it's harder to do that than go to the gym because at home it's the same reason that it's hard for me to work at home because there's so many distractions mm. and that kind of, and other things that I have to do. but anyway, Uh, So I started it again and it's been very effective for me in the past, uh, even though I hate every moment of it, um, (laughs) as I do with any kind of workout. And I've done this particular workout before and the, the uh, host, whatever you want to say, it's always uh, this one person with like a bunch of people behind her. uh, I I know the format. Okay. All right. But I don't know if host is the training. I I don't don't know. know Call it anyway. So what would you call? Let's stay with host. Yeah. So, you know, there's like banter going on and it's pretty inane for the most part and you just kind of get used to it. And after a while, you're like, you know what, I'm going to try and be positive like they are. And then there came this moment. Look, I'm not happy with what I'm about to say. (laughs) Okay? Okay. (laughs) I condemn myself for what I'm about to say. Okay. So there came a moment where uh, the host said something and accidentally rhymed, which then led someone one of the other people to say uh, stop that rhyming. I mean it. And then she said, and and said it like it was a big reveal. She goes, anybody want a peanut? Uh And other people said it along with her (sighs) to which she said, she goes, Oh, you know the line. And then she looks at at the camera and she goes, it's a movie reference (laughs) (laughs) to which I out loud Look, I'm working out. I'm already yeah. in a bad mood. Yeah. I out loud went on a tirade that I didn't write ahead of time. Mm-hmm. It all just came out so naturally out loud alone. Yeah. I do, it's a movie yeah. reference yeah. to which I say, oh, is it? <laughs> and then I said, I think what you mean, Autumn, I shouldn't have said her name. I think what you mean, Autumn, is it's the movie reference, the one movie that everybody in the fucking world has seen <laughs> and you think that you're uh, Uh, doing some deep cut here and I just got so I got totally irrationally mad yeah uh and in that moment I'm like that is a everything I've just said and the feeling granted again I was working out yeah uh and I already feel tremendously inferior to the people I'm seeing on screen uh but in this one moment and it, it happens every once in a while and I'm not proud of it I just have this little surge of of someone says something again, that's a a movie reference. And it's, it's the most obvious thing. Anybody who has seen the film, maybe even once will recognize it. And it's princess bride, obviously, which is a a very well known and beloved film. And I'll talk about princess bride again later. Um, and so I just realized like, like, Oh, I just had this little stab of superiority, this little stab of, of snobbishness. Uh, and, do you remember I talked about this years ago on okay. the podcast
1: I and this is I had not yet seen anton Corbin's the American I thought about your
0: American story yeah
1: that i i I had not i, I have since seen it and I liked it yeah. but I overheard co- a coworker telling another coworker she'd seen it the 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 previous weekend, and i was I could tell like I'm not saying whether or not the movie's good, but I can tell that you're wrong about it <laughs> because I could tell that she was yes. just like. Uh, I thought we were going to see like, you know, I don't know. am trying to think of a fun George Clooney movie from that. When's the last time George Clinton made a fun movie?
0: Oh gosh. I don't know. <laughs> um,
1: I mean, he's got, guys, I was going to say one fine day, but like that's the peacemaker. Uh, the peacemaker. Yeah. These are both like would have all both been over a decade. Old at this, 11 at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh I could just tell like, and, and, but, and then I told that story on the podcast as a way of kind of admonishing myself and certain listeners didn't get that. I was being self-effacing when I told I the story listeners
0: are wrong by the way like if you and it's and it's funny because like once you and i'd settled on this topic today yeah uh i sorry if this is weird i i have most of my best podcast thoughts when i'm taking a shower in fact i have most of my best thoughts That's when i'm sweet. taking a shower That's happens. and and i thought like oh you know what i wonder if it's like i remember when Dave was talking about a co-worker seeing the american so i literally thought of yeah. that story today because i do think that like yes the the attitude of you're looking at this wrong i think that's that might be an inherently snobbish attitude Mm -hmm. um but at the same time i think i probably said this even at the time because i think i might have defended you to yourself Uh which is if there's somebody who goes to see a football game and they judge the game entirely on the uniforms And then you say, like, well, that's the wrong way to approach a football game. And someone's like, did you watch that game? It's like, well, slow down. (laughs) Just (laughs) they need a paradigm shift uh, in order to approach this maybe the way it's meant to be approached. But I recognize that that's this is art and people, you know, you can approach art however you want. And that's perfectly fine. But that doesn't stop me from having that initial reaction that I might even in the moment condemn
1: and i think th- that's kind of the, the reason that i wanted to make sure up top that we're not conflating snobbishness as and gatekeeping as like right synonyms yes. is that snobbishness can be annoying and uh, uh it can be
0: boorish yeah. <laughs> um it can also be yeah. kind of fun sometimes <laughs> and funny
1: um but um there's also also sometimes I think a a place for it, a place to like understand that it comes from a familiarity and, and, and expertise, you you know, like, um, there's a, there's a line when you walk, you have to walk where you say like, okay, yes, it is okay that I've seen more, you know, Romanian new wave films or whatever than another person um uh or or it's okay that the other person hasn't seen as, yeah. as as many but also when the topic comes up i have more right exp- it doesn't like it it's it's not uh there are two sides to every story but not those two sides aren't always of equal worth it's right. it's all situational you know um uh yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm trying to like not get into like politics because I think this, this, that sort of like everything's equally valid has kind of like taken over some political discourse too. Or like, I'll get into it if you uh, want. <laughs> well, like we need to. Um, uh, I, I think there's there's been a dismantling in general of. The re- respect for expertise and 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 like recognizing that expertise comes from work like i wasn't i wasn't born knowing more about movies than the person in the street right. i spent a lot of time doing that and i think that when we're talking about movies that's worth something if i'm talking about you know i never learned despite my dad being a mechanic i never really learned how car engines work and how to how to fix cars beyond sort of the the most uh, basic you know i can change a tire I right. I can change my old oil but I don't because it's cheap to get someone to change your oil and
0: there's I, no I, place uh, to do it today um, this is a big deal for me uh Jen had driven my car a couple of days ago and left the interior light on. Oh. And so my car wouldn't start in the yeah. garage. And, uh, I all by myself, David, I got the jumper cables. I connected her engine to my engine and, uh, got the car started and everything's going great. That's a big deal for me.
1: Okay. Yeah. that That is the base level like yeah. thing you can do. Yeah. I didn't ask for help or nothing. Um, uh, but what I'm saying is in a different situation, if we're talking about like what's wrong with the car, mm-hmm. Uh, and the person who knows about cars is saying you need to have two of your oxygen sensors replaced. I'm not going to say, uh, I, you know, yes. like, yes, what do you like? Don't tell me what to do. What do you suggest not yeah. that That person has earned that. Right. And, and so there is a, there's a place for acknowledging yeah. that one person has an opinion on a certain subject that is more valid than the opinion of someone who yeah. doesn't have the expertise. And I definitely,
0: you know, To get to to get slightly political because I'm in the world of academia now, and or you know I teach at community college, so uh, I'll take it. Cinnamon media, cinnamon, yeah. Oh my gosh, (laughs) and I know about cinnamon. Cinnamon, damn it. Um, So
1: cinnamon media studies is specifically about cinnamon toast crunch commercials right
0: oh yeah there used to be the three chefs and then they just went to the one and then they got rid of his name was wendell and then they got rid of him i
1: have you more, did I take have medi- you did take cinnamon <laughs> media <laughs> yeah, studies. Yes, <laughs>
0: um but uh but yeah so um but yeah there is there is you know the the attitude about certain you know when talking about film history there you i've I've read about cer- certain situations where, uh, students take issue with a, a professor talking about like all these white directors. And it's like, Oh yeah. Okay. I get that. But it, like, if you want to incorporate more like early female directors, directors of color, like if you want to incorporate that, Absolutely. that I'm I'm in favor of that. But at the exclusion of like Hitchcock it's like, it can be both yeah it doesn't both, have to like, be one or the other
1: you're doing it yeah you're doing a disservice if you're mm-hmm. not talking about howard hawks or whatever right. but yes you should also be talking yeah. and that's um, something that, like, about lois weber and yeah. and people
0: like that yeah and that's something that's like yeah the the professor now if a professor is is like really like really digs in his heels and says like well no we're only going to talk about this or that uh i guess it depends on what the class is but at the same time, like then like that's not helpful either but like the professor probably knows more than the students on this and all they know is what what they're bringing what they think it should be uh without any real knowledge yeah, of yeah. that history and so that's kind of and that's definitely where i like i i'm teaching a diversity in cinema class uh in cinnamon class yeah. all the different kinds of cinnamon um <laughs> <laughs> it's so oh, it's the best um and so, so I really uh, the textbook kind of forces me to to acknowledge like different contributors throughout throughout film. But uh, and I found that very yeah, wasn't that fun? Like, I me, think, like I, I say, force like it's it's exciting for me to be able to talk yeah. about that. No,
1: no, I know what um, you mean by, by by force. That's why I like I like things like when we do the profiles because yeah. it forces me in a good way to watch yeah. something I wouldn't otherwise have yeah. have watched. I still stress
0: out about it and uh, hate myself uh, for the idea of of why don't I just ha- why didn't I just arrive having seen all these movies just on principle? Um, why haven't I seen everything?
1: Yeah. Oh, um, that's, I'm always like that. Yeah. Why haven't I seen
0: everything? Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, so I do think, yes, I agree with you. I think that there are, uh, there is such a thing as, you know what? Not even necessarily the idea of, Oh, this person's seen everything, not everything, obviously, but you talked about like Romanian new it. I think it's entirely possible that you could talk to somebody who has seen more of it than you have, but their, their attitude and their approach is so very wrong. Like, I do know people who consider themselves like movie buffs and movie lovers, but the way they approach film is, a, is, is as superficial as you can get. And they've seen more movies than I have, and yet somehow. They, they just yeah, they're not inquisitive, they're not curious
1: that but that yeah, that does get into like I don't know if that's gatekeeping, but that you do risk the bad kind of snobbish snobbishness there where you're saying like my way of thinking about a movie is exactly is, is more is more valid, but I do um as both a movie lover and a music lover, I am not even dismayed, I'm more fascinated by that type of fan, like the. Like, sure. I mean, this is going to date me about talking about like the radio and top 40 or whatever, which mm. I don't know people, even, like young people don't even think about those things anymore. But yeah, like I've known multiple people who are clearly passionate about music, but it never occurred to them to listen to music beyond the top 40. And, yeah. And I don't, I, I don't understand that impulse. I am more fascinated by it than I am dismayed by it. Like I, like I said, um, but it's the same thing with movies. But I think what I sometimes have to remember When I think that way, when I think, um, uh, I mean, in all honesty, it comes up sometimes between us Mm -hmm. where like, you know, I'll be talking about a movie that I'm very excited about and that you have no interest in. Yeah. Um, it probably, it probably happens the other way around, um, where I'm like, Oh, why isn't he interested in this? But I, what I have to remember is I also have, uh, I draw lines at certain places. There right. is a certain place where I, am uh, there are parts of cinema where I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not going, I'm not is going
0: it, there. I, f- I, f- I feel like I try to be interested in everything. Is there <laughs> stuff that I'm dismissive of? Or no, it's maybe not it's dismissive. not the same I thing. guess
1: it's, I, I guess it's more, I have to remind myself that you like, especially now that you like have children or whatever, like you sure. don't have the time to watch anything. <laughs> yeah. But, um. but yeah, no, I it came up, I can't remember if it came up on, we do, we do some of these episodes. I don't know if it was a journal, if it was a Patreon, if it was this, um, when I pointed out like that, you've spent six and a half hours (laughs) watching Zack (laughs) Snyder (laughs) movies in 2021. (laughs) And and I'm like, but you, 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 you didn't see, I don't know. I'm trying to think of stuff like you didn't, you didn't go see the souvenir part two or whatever. Um, uh, that stuff sometimes again, it more flabbergasts me
0: than anything, but I have to remember I also, draw a line in certain places yeah and 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 in that case and I think I mentioned it as well that like there's there is this weird impulse in me because we do the podcast not that I think our listeners are that interested in army of the dead but for whatever reason I feel like well one of us should have at least seen this shit (laughs) and uh,
1: I don't know I I would love to hear from the listeners like we did forever ago we did like a one of those survey things like tell yeah. us who you are Into and that was in terms of like demographics and that was like for advertising purposes or whatever. But, um, I'd love to have a survey of like, what do you, what movies do you like us to yeah. talk about? Cause, um, I think I, maybe this is narcissistic of me, but I tend to just project like that. The listeners are interested in the things that I'm listening to. Yeah. Um, and, uh, or I'm interested in, in listening to, but, uh, yeah, I'd love to hear, um, are you tuning in? Because I, I, you know, I actually, I mean, I think about it, I know we have listeners who disagree with us most of the time and yet still listen, I'm uh, good Lord, but they like, they like us, sure. I, that's, that's fun. I think, you know, yeah. um, uh, so I you We should do some sort of. We should try to put together a survey that like yeah. gives us an impression of our listeners' like taste
0: in movies. And I do think that that's that. You know, in this case, again, this is a situation. Maybe I'm just trying to justify myself, but it's this idea of like, I know that you have certain things covered. Mm. You know, maybe like art house, whatever you want to say. Uh, and it's like, and I'm also interested in that stuff, but I feel like. But if I if I go and see the new bullshit Venom movie, then between the two of us, yeah. we have kind of got everything. And and but we have a similar sensibility as far as as far as what we yeah. look for. That's so a, I try I, I, to feel like I'm filling it. I'm filling in the gaps that incidentally everybody else, you know, they're not gaps for everyone else. For us, they are.
1: I think what you're talking about is. I think you have stayed closer to the Battleship pretension mission statement than I have. Do they have that, a mission statement? Uh, not really, but okay. I think that sort of like, we're going to talk about every different kind of movie and I'll take sure. them all equally seriously and respect them. Like, I think I have over the years gotten uh, uh, away from that. Where, like, um, I was at a thing yesterday with a bunch of different um, other film critics and a lot, you know people who cover different stuff mm-hmm. and uh someone asked me this is going to be like a total snob so this okay, is gonna okay. like
0: um uh at least you were talking uh, to an actual
1: person yeah but this is <laughs> not this is my thought i didn't say okay, this. okay. my thought is something worse than the american thing someone asked me have you seen red notice yet <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> in my head I, was like, I was like, is that a joke? I was never going to watch red notice. Yeah. Um, that's not like, it doesn't feel like a real movie to me, but that's, that's snobbishness.
0: Uh, that is definitely something I have run across. And I guess this is where, cause I, I feel like my sensibilities are more mainstream are geared more towards the mainstream than yours. I always feel that until I talk to like a, a normie as I call them. <laughs> uh, and and it's that it's that thing it's like it's like oh i you know and i can't even i can't even give an example but like every every class i will start off by asking my students like oh what have you seen lately and they'll mention like oh they saw whatever the most recent like sort of big movie whether it be streaming or or whatever they saw that and then uh and i don't make fun of them for Mm -hmm. it and i just it's like oh i didn't see it how was it and what's more is like In my mind, it's not I I don't think about it in the moment, but it's more like I I was never going to see that. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I didn't see it. I'm never going to see it unless (laughs) you give the most like unless you say it changed your life or something like that. Maybe I'll give it a second thought. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, if
1: if uh, I don't know, if Ryan Reynolds dies and we do a profile, maybe I'll watch even then Red that's that's a maybe he, he's yeah. made a lot of movies yeah that's true um but there's I mean like there are some Robert Forster movies that I watched when we did that that I was true. like oh man I never would have seen this movie uh otherwise yeah. and sometimes in good
0: ways and sometimes and I I probably could have gone on not seeing that movie. And it would he, have been and even when they're bad like you're grateful that you saw them yeah. uh in in that way and so uh yeah I do think of and the other thing that obviously the, the the best way to fight snobbishness in ourselves and and if listeners if you find yourselves kind of heading in this direction uh, humility and and recognizing your own limitations i have giant blind spots it's it's yeah. silly of me to look at somebody who cites you know when someone says oh princess bride or uh, a favorite of ours back to the future yeah. is uh, is my favorite movie my i mean my first thought is like yeah, you've probably seen 150 in your life. Uh, and you probably just cycle through those. Uh, like I think that, and I'm like, Oh, that's a, that's a very ugly thought because right. it's such a, it, it to me is such a generic answer. Um, but then I realized like there are so many people that know more than I do and think deeper than I do. I mean, when I, when I was, when I went back to school, I definitely felt like the, the, I'm part of this master's program with people that are solidly 10 years younger than I am. And they seem to have known, they seem to have seen more mm-hmm. and it's like, this is, I feel like a of course I felt like a fraud, but that's not new. Um, but I definitely felt like, well, this, I, I should be, just cause they're younger doesn't mean I can't learn something from them. So here we go. And I think that, recognizing your own limitations, not in a self hating or even a self deprecating way, just recognizing you have blind spots that for other people are the most, it's the most obvious thing in the world. How could you have not seen such and such a movie or this entire genre or whatever it is? In which case, like, yeah and and i think that'll keep you from getting overly snobbish yeah uh even with even with like yeah. the most mainstream superficial uh attitude i
1: mean my thing with those kind of people <laughs> the people who are my age younger who are clearly know more about movies and and uh um think deeper and are more intellectual about movies i usually try to remind myself david you have almost certainly had more sex than that person <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's. I guess that's the thing to cling to. Um, yeah, and that's. And the other thing is just like it's like. Yeah, but you know what? I'm wiser. It's like I don't know. I don't know if I am. I'm still kind of a mess.
1: No, but um, like, um, I like. No, it's. I mean, the sex thing is like a joke, but it, it does. I do say like I am a person who is like has had. A weird, but very active social life for a long time, like so yes. it's like yeah, I maybe i there's a, a lot of like Jacques Becker films that I haven't seen or whatever I haven't seen Touché, pas Grisby that's like yeah. supposed to be really great or whatever, but also like I've spent a lot of time like fun times drinking at bars with with people yeah. and, like i've I've had that's been enriching in its own way, so um but that's the thing you also have to remind like we keep saying like. I can be snobbish about movies. Mm-hmm. Maybe a tad about music, I don't know. Um but there's always the recognition that when it comes to other things, yeah. I am the opposite. Like there are, like is snobbishness should be like situational. Yeah. <laughs> you
0: know uh, what I mean? Uh, yeah, hopefully. Uh and I think, you know, uh, what came out in that moment with uh <laughs> You know, when, again, when I was alone, no one was doing yeah. anything at me. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely probably, I know it sounds so weird, but because I was in a situation that is so foreign to me, which is exercise. Mm. Um, oh, you wanted to assert your like, apparently dominance. Yeah, no, I get it, that. It was almost again with no one that was actually there, but it was more that this idea it was like, Hey, I've come into your world. I am. I'm a fat slob who doesn't do this. You clearly like I'm already here, but for this moment you've dipped a toe into my world and you'll find that the water is very cold, uh, as (laughs) you know. And so, uh, so yeah, I do think that, and the other, the other way that snobbishness in, in in the end, it, it usually comes out for me in, in people just sort of stopping at a certain point and not being more inquisitive. And that probably is a, is a gatekeeping attitude. Like, well, this is the way to approach art. Now I do still kind of think that that's true, but you know, it's, it's, you know, Uh, it's hard not to get prescriptive about that sort of thing though. Um, and then how, how deep is, is deep enough? That's the, I don't think there is such a thing. Like I think, I mean, I, um, Oh, what I mean is deep enough going the other way. Like how deep do you have to think for someone to say you're thinking you're acceptable?
1: Wait, uh, sorry. Who's the person A and person B in that situation? (laughs) I
0: am losing track. So if, if, if you say, Oh, I think deeply about movies Uh and then you start to talk about movies and then I'm like, he's not thinking deeply enough, uh, as opposed to too deep. No, I don't think you can ever think go too deep. Yeah. I don't think you, you can. That's, that's,
1: that's my thing is I, uh, I try to learn something about the world every day. <laughs> like, yeah. um, and I don't like feel like oh, because I got a degree. That means I'm, I have yeah. uh, you know, I have a degree in film or whatever. You have a master's. Like, um, there's no point that you're no. done with it. But I think we've gotten away from the topic. Yeah, that of that
0: wonderful bit in the wizard of Oz <laughs> where the scarecrow just wants a brain and he goes, yeah. he's like, Oh, I have something just as good. It's a diploma. Um, <laughs> that movie is more, has more moments of cynicism than you I'm might. Sure. Think. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Um, um it's, yeah. it holds up s- and not, sorry. It not only does it hold up, but it, like it gets so much better. I'm sure it does. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, I um, you
1: know what else I haven't seen since I was a kid hmm. and I'm like, uh, I haven't seen Ghostbusters or Ghostbusters 2, mm. but I don't think people like Ghostbusters 2 anymore. Uh, I don't know if they ever did. Um, I liked it when, when, yeah. when I was young, but that's because it was were just more young. Ghostbusters. Uh, yeah, but I, I guess all this talk about Ghostbusters afterlife sure. has got me thinking, like... Uh, I, because I've been saying, like, oh, they shouldn't be making this, like, warm nostalgia piece. That's not what Ghostbusters is, but I'm like... Then I'm like, calm down on like what Ghostbusters is. You haven't right. seen it in 30 years. <laughs> uh, I
0: will say that's not what Ghostbusters <laughs> okay. is. It's yeah. quite the opposite. Uh, Ghostbusters, like it goes back to what you, that, that, uh, that movie, the comedy, which is like oh, the yeah, world's yeah. about to end. Damn it, Bill Murray. Can you take anything seriously? Yeah. Like after a certain point, you're like, I-, I don't know if anybody would be friends with this man. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so uh, to me, like, okay, <clears throat> so as I've mentioned before, uh, I'm part of various Facebook groups. I kind of have to be, uh, because of just what I do, uh, elsewhere. So like, I'm part of various like Christian Facebook, uh, okay. f- Christian film fans, not merely, sorry, film fans that are Christian, right. not merely fans of Christian film. I don't think I'm part of any of those. Um, but, uh, and, this is, this is when I really feel my snobbishness come out is when there is, I guess it's that, that idea of dismissal, which is a dismissal of, uh, of people who would claim to be, and eh, there it is. <laughs> who would say they're film fans, but you know, you, you bring up last temptation of Christ oh, and yeah, they'll say like, I haven't seen it. I won't see it. I know it's blasphemous. I know it's this, 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 and they're judging it first off purely off, uh, based on like what they've heard. And it's like, well, we all ju- well, we all judge a movie based on uh, what we've heard. But in this case, they're saying, like, oh, this is blasphemous and evil. And like, okay. I, I feel like you probably should see it for yourself if you're going to be saying that kind of thing, in yeah. my opinion. Uh,
1: so this isn't what I was doing with Red Notice. I'm not guilty of the
0: same thing <laughs> with Red Notice. No, I don't think I don't think so. Um, but uh, but yeah, and like that's that's when it's like, I guess, I guess you could call me a snob, but it's like, you're not, a you're not approaching this the right way. Like you're looking for a movie that just serves up the Jesus that you already have an idea of. And incidentally, the first thing in last temptation of Christ is text on the screen yeah. saying, this is not based on the Bible. Like, and thankfully other people actually show that. Yeah. And yeah. And to me, it's like that kind of inoculates the film from anything, from any kind of religious criticism. It's essentially approaching Jesus as a purely as a character, one that we're all kind of familiar with. Uh, and then that's it. Is it? I mean, but you that's, would know. that's too much for, for some people. Is it blasphemous to do that? In my opinion, no, um, especially if it comes out of a real. Desire to understand him. You know what I mean? Like you may veer off in this direction or that, yeah. but also to say like, this is a, th- you could say this is a thought experiment. Yeah. And I, and yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that as long provided. And of course there's the, there's the caveat there provided it's done with sincerity. Yeah.
1: Um, um yeah. F- uh, fiction, somewhat counterintuitively can really help us understand the world that's something I've oh been, of course before. um it's something i said that uh <laughs> weirdly like that uh, movie deep murder is like about <laughs> in some ways oh yeah yeah <laughs> the idea that fiction can uh can help us grow anyway um we should pivot into talking about yes. gatekeeping and, and how that's um and and how that's different because i think um the the line you have to walk of like acknowledging like where snobbishness of a certain point is earned and actually can can help but at what point if once you get to the point where your snobbishness is discouraging people from following that curiosity right. from learning more then you've turned into a gatekeeper and you're doing a disservice um you're essentially trying to like pull up the ladder behind you uh you, you, yes. you know um yes uh, and that, that's the kind of shit that's going to lead. I mean, cinema is already dead, if, dying, if not dead. Um, but like, that's the kind of shit that's going to, um, kill it all the, all the faster and turn, turn it into something like, um, that, that's just, a a, a fine art only appreciated by the, <laughs> the, 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 few who can have the time and money to invest in, in it, like to, it, to to discourage people from wanting to learn about movies uh is the worst kind of snobbishness um because it's a poison
0: snobbishness to movies themselves do you do you think and and just for the record i i feel like we've said this already like when we have these moments of snobbishness in ourselves because i do think that you you can't help but fall into that from time to time uh we're not happy with them we're not saying like oh this is how it is it's just acknowledging that if this could be any this could be a podcast devoted to anything else and we would you'd find snobbishness there as well yeah
1: i had another to to keep just airing things i feel bad about this one's actually kind of public i don't know if anyone saw it it was on my instagram account which i don't ever talk about my instagram because it's not a battleship retention account. It's just me. It's mo- I'm mostly, just, I'm not going to follow you if you're a list, like just a right. listener, like it's my friends. Um, but, uh, I posted like way back in, in, in May when like I've, the first time I went back to the movies, I posted a picture of me and my wife at the, at the arrow, like, Hey, we're actually seeing a movie or whatever. And someone, uh, who listens to the show, by the way, um, our friend, uh, Josh commented, um are you seeing f9 because that's what was out now josh is joking because he i mean he loves the fast and the furious movies but he knows that i don't so he is like kind of uh joking but i was like i just said like uh exactly or like something that was clearly yeah and then i got into my head the idea of someone not knowing that me and josh like yeah. know each other and like a ribbing each other. Like the, like someone stumbling upon that post and seeing someone say, are you seeing F9? And you being like, uh-huh. Sure. Like sure. that makes me come across as a snob, but I guess
0: social media is often having private conversations publicly. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I get what you're saying. Like there's definitely been times when like I, s- I start the beginning of, of every semester saying, i come out of the world of film criticism i'm gonna try not to throw my opinions out there whenever you're talking about a movie you love like i will try not to do that yeah and if it happens anyway i'm sorry in advance do please let me know if i have if i've offended you because i because yeah it stifles conversation yeah that that dismissal of Oh, I would never see that kind of thing. Now yeah. I know that you and Josh were having a joke with, uh, with each other, which is fine. But yeah, somebody who 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 I picture—I don't know why—I picture like this young kid who's just a fan of BP. <laughs> I don't know why I'm picturing this like Dickensian sweetheart. Yeah. You know? I don't think
1: we have any fan, any listeners <laughs> yeah. under like 28.
0: Maybe? Probably not. Yeah, uh, but yeah, just being like being like, oh, what's Dave? Oh, David's at the arrow. That's good. Oh. And they're like <laughs> big big Fast and Furious fans. Uh like that's what I picture. And and of course that's that's an extreme ridiculous image. Yeah. But at but at its core is is in this person, in this fake person's mind, a dismissal of something that they probably find a tremendous value in.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm clearly like in the wrong for not watching the fast and furious movies. Like I've still never seen a single one. I've at least seen the, the first one, um, which no one talks about (laughs) as being one of the good ones. But like people whose like opinions I respect, uh, love fast and furious movies, love Mad Max Fury road, like all these things that I'm, that I just, uh, have never been able to muster up any
0: interest in seeing. Uh, it occurs to me, yeah. So I did want to say, like, when we talk about snobbishness, it's it's more just like we're we're confessing snobbishness, uh, yeah. it, it, the way one confesses a sin. Because sometimes mm-hmm. just saying this is a thing that I do uh, is is I think it can be good and humbling in itself. My question: Do you ever, have you ever, in your opinion, have you ever? said something or even had a thought that you would qualify uh, classify as sort of a gatekeeping attitude. Um, I mean
1: sure I'm sure I did when I was younger. Sure. Uh, I mean yeah I was because I was so often especially with music I think I was so in my head uh, I'd actually talked about this on the Patreon episode that I don't think has aired yet um, that I was like slower to come around to embracing like pop music Mm -hmm. even though I liked like I never when I was in college I never had any Problem saying like, um, yeah, I like the barbarian invasions, and I loved Looney Tunes back in action. Those things, those two things, were not like yeah. I had no problem saying it. But when it came to music, I was much more keeping pop music at arm's length. So I probably was um there. I can tell a spec- you a specific example that someone called me out on that I almost wish this person were here because I don't. It was like in my face and attitude. So mm. I didn't know how to say it, but I was, um, with my girlfriend at the time outside of the, the, um, music box in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And, um, the music box, um, for those who don't know, has one big theater and then it has a little small theater mm. and the big theater was showing coffee and cigarettes. Okay. And the small theater was showing the saddest music in the world. Hmm and um my friend Seth like shows up and he's like oh you here to see coffee and cigarettes too and something about my attitude of like no we're seeing saddest music in the world he like the next day because we worked together the next day he was like why'd you have to be a dick about me seeing coffee and cigarettes hmm. um because I'd probably already seen it at that point and I was like oh yeah it's old news I'm seeing the yeah. new guy Madden um <laughs> Uh, as if like Jim Jarmusch is some like min like mainstream thing, right. but I probably did have that like uh, ah that's that's old news like mm. type of thing because I still get in my like I I still have to check myself. Uh, Scott and I kind of did some tangential like screener uh, gloating uh, last okay. last week, but I'm very I I tried to check myself about the fact that I get to see things early because i do still get a it's shameful but i get a little charge out of the fact that i've seen something before it's been released you know um Hmm. and i and i sometimes will do the thing of like um because i've been doing the like film critic thing for 10 years i mean we've been been doing the podcast since 2007 but it was 2011 when we started like reaching out to publicists and getting invited to screening so it's been like it's been over 10 years of uh, of this and i have found myself usually around this time there will be some movie that i'm like oh, i can't believe i still haven't seen licorice pizza Where it's like <laughs> yeah. that, that movie's not out yet yeah <laughs> but i feel like all my friends have seen licorice pizza everyone i know has seen licorice yeah. pizza um and i yeah
0: i need to like align my priorities <laughs> a little bit and it's to me it, it's pretty much a guarantee that you're still going to see licorice pizza before the masses uh,
1: uh, yeah I mean, the i've ge- already got a screening schedule okay yeah
0: uh, yeah to so, the degree that the masses are going to see licorice pizza i don't know if it's the kind that if it's going to get like a wide release I, I mean it's I, i've lost all perspective on that kind of it's thing it's
1: being put out by united artists releasing which okay. did house of gucci like oh. so um um expecting something on that level. Okay. Like, that's, uh, but then again, it doesn't have start, like house of Gucci has lady Gaga and Adam driver. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, uh, the griff pizza, like there's not as many Chaim fans, um, <laughs> right, correct, uh, yes. but, um, yeah. I forgot what I was going to say, but I'm, I will see licorice pizza or lick P as the kids are calling it, you um, know, <laughs> <Ew. laughs> before Thanksgiving. And it doesn't come out till Christmas of uh, wide. It doesn't, it's wide releases until mm. Christmas.
0: Yeah. I, uh, i'm trying to think if i like the idea of, i think i the, i think the novelty of seeing something early so i just really made myself laugh with the lick pee thing i know <laughs> i, hope I that could see in your eyes you hadn't smiled yet and i was like this is coming uh it's he's slow to catch on to how ridiculous this thing he just said is um but uh but yeah i think the novelty of seeing something early has not worn off for me early and free uh which is very exciting um but the idea of thinking myself, usually I'm, I'm frustrated that I've seen it before everyone else, because like with Cyrano, I love it so much. There's like, I I can't talk about it with anyone. oh Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Like really bums me out. Yeah. Or if I see a movie that I did not like, (laughs) like house of Gucci, uh, then yeah, I, you know, like you, you haven't seen it yet and I don't think I'm better than you. If anything, I'm just like, oh good lord I hope he doesn't like it because <laughs> I really want to bond with him over I, not liking it Man,
1: uh, this is going off on a tangent but Ridley Scott I, like I I don't know when I go into one of his movies I don't know if I'm going to like it or not because yeah. I uh, I mean All the Money in the World I thought was like uh, you know his craft I, 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 is undeniable but I thought the movie was like an endurance test <laughs> um and so I kind of went into the Last Duel at the same, and the Last Duel is so much fun to mm. me uh, that now I'm now I'm looking
0: forward to House of Gucci more than I was because I liked the Last Duel. It's it. F- well, well, I'll say that for the movie journal eventually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I I I do I, I have no doubt that I have adopted a gatekeeper attitude, but I'm trying to think in what capacity. Because it's it's not to discourage people from seeing movies, but it's probably been this idea of you don't deserve an opinion because you don't think of movies the way I do. You yeah. haven't seen what I've seen. Uh, I think that I've gotten away from that attitude. I think it's a very it's very standard when you're younger um, and you're looking for a way to stand out from other people. And it's like, oh well, I've seen this and this. Um, and by the way, I just I cannot think of a more delightful story than. It's like, yeah, you, you know, seeing Jim Jarmusch, you might as well be seeing a fucking Roland Emmerich film. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Compare, now, which is true when you incorporate Guy Madden. Yeah, yeah but, compared uh, to Guy Madden, yeah. it is mainstream um, entertainment. I and mean, incidentally, I believe, uh, I think I saw Coffee and Cigarettes at the music box, and then I saw Saddest Music in the World uh, on uh, on DVD. So I'm I'm part of the problem, Dave. I guess so, yeah. Um, yeah of um, course, the fact that... And this is where I don't know. This might be snobbishness. The idea that, they're like, well, look, eventually you're going to see saddest music in the world. What, did you see it in the theater? Or did you see it on DVD? <laughs> yeah. Oh, DVD. Oh, what are you, uh, some kind of uh, plebe? Yeah. But uh, yeah. Um, so, oh shit, I had something to say about that. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, it was about.
1: Oh shit! Never mind. Ignore me. Done. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: Definitely thought I had something, but it's gone now. Okay. It'll probably come up in a minute. But uh well, but we should, we, we we wrap, should wrap up. up. Yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, so it's more just uh maybe this is just my own way of Oh, playing. yes, I remember I was going to say. All right. Yes. I was kind of vamping until yeah it, until it showed up. Um because I read um
1: in fact I I like saved it to my phone um he used to be one of the editors of the Villa, uh, Village Voice, uh, Alan Sherstall. I follow him on, on Twitter. He's a really great film critic. And he, like, a while back, like made public his sort of like personal rules for what he doesn't allow as an editor. it doesn't, doesn't mm. allow uh, as an editor. And there's some really interesting things I hadn't thought of. And, and one of them, and I'm never sure whether or not I'm threading this needle when I'm writing a movie review. But the idea of, like, if you're going to in reviewing one movie reference another movie that might be older or more obscure than the movie you're reviewing, you should do it in a way where the potential reader who doesn't know what that movie is would be encouraged to seek it out as opposed to made to feel dumb for not knowing yes, what it is. Absolutely. And that's something I, I, I think about, um, uh, uh, a lot. Like, am I, am I talking about this, you know, the uh, uh, obscure, like, or or if like you're writing about a filmmaker who's like been around for a while, planning festival yeah. favorites, and they finally has one that's like really breaking through. And I'm right if I'm writing if I'm gonna like reference their earlier works. I don't want to write it as if I'm like saying you should have already seen these, like right. the you, you should be familiar with their early albums. You yeah. know what? Oh, you didn't listen to REM until a lot of time and automatic for the people. Yeah. You gotta go, like that, that sort of attitude. I, I try, like, I try to be careful about like, am I encouraging people to potentially, learn more about movies as opposed to discouraging.
0: Because it's still, uh, you know, I I don't think I'm I'm certainly not the first person to say this, but I remember a few years ago I was at the international Christian film festival. I was giving a talk called everybody hates critics. um, And essentially talking about like the need for a critic and, and the importance of the critic, but also saying like in the end, it's the reason that people get frustrated with critics is because we have this attitude, which makes things so much, which makes a review so much more about, us and our take and that might happen sort of by default but to steer into it to sort of be sort of the the, the anton ego from ratatouille oh yeah where it's much more about do i give this my stamp of approval as opposed to yeah it disappointed me but maybe the next one will be better or this disappointed me but hey if you're looking to see something and why wouldn't you you should see this which is similar but better in my opinion like one it stops at you and the other you're really just like a guidepost. yeah someone stops at you to see where they should go and you say oh go that way um as opposed to just like a, a dead end to keep yeah. the, the metaphor going. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so I think in, in the end, like f- film should art in general, should just be like celebrated even, even when you're giving something a negative review, like as opposed to just shaming artists or audience mm-hmm. or other critics or whatever it is. Uh, I don't know. It's, I, th- I go, I think about, uh, the movie Ed Wood and it's like, The fact that Tim Burton could look at Ed Wood, who made horrible movies (laughs) and find inspiration from that and that love of film and that enthusiasm like that, that can be sort of an inspiration to us all that someone who has, you know, what we might think of as a superficial take on a movie you could still learn something from that because, oh, I never thought of that before. And really embracing that, thats that can be a really exciting moment if you're open to it.
1: Yeah. Well, that's a good place to wrap it up, I think. Sure. You can find us at battleshippretention.com, um, where you can find uh, AFI movie reviews, AFI Fest movie reviews um, and stuff. Um, you can email us at david at com or tyler at com. You can follow me, David, on Twitter at Davey Pretension. Um also, check out uh my other podcast it's called the one where I met Your Mother my wife natalie and i uh every week watch an episode of Friends and an episode of how I met your mother um we're watching them yeah. <laughs> concurrently we're about to start season two um actually we're recording this episode early so by the time you're hearing this, yes, the most recent episode, the one where I met your mother is season two, episode one. So we'll watch season two, episode one of Friends and season two, episode one of How I Met Your Mother, discuss them individually, compare and contrast and also do a bunch of other silly shit. Like sure. uh, we also we talk about what was happening well, what the top five songs in the U.S. were the day that uh, <laughs> that each episode initially aired. Uh, talk about coming across as snobs.
0: Yeah, uh, I was of, the two s- of us. I was literally <laughs> about to ask a snobbish question, which is like, did that conversation depress you at all?
1: <laughs> no, I mean sometimes I think it's fun to be like, Oh yeah, I remember that song, but then it's like we we were at like the like for the like the second half of um How I Many Mother season one was the, the chart dominance of the song bad day by daniel powder do you know that song because you had a bad oh, day yeah, yeah. and i hate that song so it was just like every week here's the part where i scoff at bad day by <laughs> daniel powder so yeah talk about some snobbishness there but uh it's mostly a fun podcast i promise it pro- it's not it's just like uh talking shit um but uh that's uh at uh wherever you find podcasts but also at for uh
0: find tyler on twitter at tyler pretension Mm. Tyler, do you have anything to plug this week? Uh, still pushing my uh, my documentary, um, Valley of the Shadow, The Spiritual Value of Horror, which is available for rent on Vimeo, but you can also find it on the Rediscover television uh, streaming platform. I was almost
1: gonna ask like why did you have to release that right before like all the end of the year like and i was like all oh, right halloween, halloween. <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's why so yeah i still haven't watched uh, shadow because it's that time of year where i
0: just have to i have to watch everything you know i'll say this we we've been submitting the film to uh, an, a bunch of film festivals and it's been to, accepted to several uh horror festivals which is very exciting oh to that me. is exciting yeah and you know David, I don't brag about myself very often. And I guess this isn't so much a brag as it is just like a really pleasant surprise. In one of the horror festivals where they have like awards, Mm -hmm. it was nominated for editing. And that made me, we didn't submit it in that category. Yeah. It was up for a documentary as well. But you were the editor, right? I was the editor. Yeah. And it's just like, and I'm incidentally not an editor. Yeah. Uh, But it made me feel really good. I really. Uh, That's right. I wanted to like say. It. I wanted to like send them a, a, a an email and say. Thank you. That's yeah. really nice of you. It's like, yeah, I guess that's the idea. Yeah, that
1: is nice. This isn't like when you and I used to get nominated for podcast awards <laughs> and then used the opportunity to talk shit about what a, what a farce the
0: podcast awards were. Yes, that's true. And, and, you know, some of the festivals that we're sending the film to are very, very small. Not to suggest that they shouldn't be taken seriously, but they're very small. And this was one of the smaller horror festivals. But still, it's like, oh, they thought they thought the editing was good enough to nominate it in a narrative yeah. category, yeah. which I, I was very excited for. So, if you want to see, if you want to see this brilliantly edited, oh, although yeah. <laughs> edited, well, okay, it's two hours and twenty minutes, so it's not <laughs> like it's been edited down. Right. It's just been edited. Uh, but if you want to see that, yeah, you can you can find that, uh, you can rent that uh, on Vimeo. So. Um, and then there will be sometime soon, hopefully in the next week or two, there will be a More Than One Lesson episode about uh, uh, Ford v. Ferrari with the, the uh, companion film Chef. And by putting those two together, you can probably see where I'm headed already um, as far as that episode. But anyway.
1: All right. Uh, other than that, thanks for listening. Yeah, we'll get you next time. Bye. Bye.